Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TechEase, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode number 26, not 26, 96, <laughs> for Tuesday, October 26th, 2020. My name is Shane, and joined by me today, we have Travis Crawford, a.k.a. TV's Travis. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? It's going It's going as, about as good as it can be right now, I guess. Uh, so I feel like I'm saying the same thing every time now. But, yeah, living the, you know, dream as best I can, I suppose. S- surviving. That's the way I like to put it. Just survive and advance. It's like the NCAA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That other, that chuckle you hear there is a new, this is new, right? Uh, new guest, yep. Don Miller, a.k.a. Diddy. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Howdy, folks. How y'all doing out there? Well, it's good. Yeah, I, I was right. You hadn't been on the show. This is the first few. Did I get that right? That's the first time I've been on. Okay, yeah. just making Thank sure. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah, so you guys are both pretty... Uh, Geeky guys, it's safe to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guilty <Yeah>. of charge. <laughs> Just perfect for this show. Uh, as as was mentioned, uh, we uh, we talk about tech that simplifies people's lives, and I always say, well, that's pretty much most tech anyway. Uh, it's just kind of a fancy way of saying tech. On the other hand, there are some once in a while tech actually makes things worse for us. I think so. That's something to be said. It is a double-edged sword for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's dive right into this. News. Alrighty, The Verge, common uh, uh, source on this show, but uh, they report, Google says, all made by Google products, now use recycled materials. The company hit the goal ahead of its 2022 target, uh, which is kind of cool. Like, I I know some people kind of scoff at Apple's, uh, some of their more recent announcements in terms of their more environmentally, environmentally friendly efforts of removing charging bricks and and headphones from their packaging. Um, in this case, they're not doing that. Uh, but certain products uh, that are starting to do this are for their Pixels, Pixel Books, Google Home, Nest, uh, their cases and stands as well. And it may, it's a little bit confusing at first because it's not really, it's not necessarily entirely uh, recycled materials. It just means that all of their products contain some form of re- uh, recycled component. Um, yeah, they specifically list like the Pixel 5, Nest Audio, Nest Thermostat. Those are all examples that are that are doing this now. Google, they want to expand, I guess, including their own products. They want to expand this to uh, the wider consumer electronics industry, uh, you know, which is Sounds like something Google would do, you know. I'll be honest. That's uh, <laughs> they're they're pretty good about uh, sort of helping helping others along with themselves. So that's good. Uh, 
they, they plan to be carbon free by 2030. So that's, that's kind of crazy to be just a hundred percent done away with carbon and carbon neutral. They've been carbon neutral since 2007. Uh, recycled or renewable, uh, they have, they have uh, 50 plus percent uh, of plastic. 2025 is the goal to have uh, recycled or renewable uh, in 50, over 50 percent of their products, uh, which is also pretty neat. Uh, and then 100 percent plastic free and recyclable by that. So that's, that's interesting. Um, so they're working toward zero, another thing here, this is all, a lot of this is obviously sounding foreign to me, it's because, um, I'm not really in the, in this particular field, but, um, they're also working toward a zero waste to landfill certification, which sounds fancy, uh, by 2022. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I think it's pretty cool to see this kind of stuff happening, um, Start with uh, you, uh, Diddy. What uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, this is nothing but good. Anything that we can do to help preserve the planet that we have, the only one we have, um, I think is a really good idea. I think it's really good to see a company like Google, who is a leader in the industry, taking this approach and this stand and saying, hey, we're going to do it, and we challenge everybody else to, to follow along. Um, like to see some other companies uh, uh, step up and and throw their hats in the ring and do the same thing. Totally. Looking at you, Apple. <laughs> yeah, totally. What, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Travis? So, yeah, I, I agree. Any move in this direction is a good move. There is a lot of kind of corporate speak, marketing speak in a lot of this with the, you know, things like saying um, – all of their products have recycled material in them now. It makes a good headline, but it's not like you're getting a Pixel 5 that's made completely out of recycled plastic and metals. There's still, it's the design phase, they're incorporating more recycled things in it, which is good. I just, I always look at all of these big movements by a large company with a grain of salt. It's just the cynic in me. I can't help it. It's it's the same idea as like the, uh, the fat-free cooking spray. Um, because yeah. because the amount of fat in the recommended dosage is below a certain percentage, they can call it fat-free, but it's not really because it's just fat. And it's sort of the same thing here. They're, they're moving in the right direction. I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. It's a good start. But like carbon neutral doesn't mean they're not producing carbon. They're just buying offsets by buying and investing in renewable energy to offset the amount of carbon they put out. I think the article said... That in 2018, the greenhouse gases were something like 4.9 million metric tons by, produced by Google. Um, so, you know, they're offsetting that, sure. And they're working to reduce that amount and get more renewable energy, which is great. Mm-hmm. But they haven't, they haven't solved it yet either. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great step in the right direction. For sure. I did look, I looked that back out, the part I was kind of tripping over my words about. Uh, <laughs> so it was 100%. Uh, their packaging is planned to be 100% plastic-free in uh, in 2025, which is why I was going. I thought it kind of was already. Yeah, so, I thought it was. Yeah, I, it's. Uh, I guess not. Because <laughs> like, don't they? Their phones come in that brown box now, and it's got the yeah, right. even the um, paper. 
but the nest the molded paper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could be that there's some component of plastic involved with it, maybe. I don't know if it's if it's just talking about, like, labeling or, you know, what exactly. But, um, yeah, but I'm, I, I'm for it. <laughs> I'm for this, oh, this absolutely. kind of stuff. Absolutely. Like I said, I'd and, like to see a lot, lot more companies solar follow on with this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think... You know, the fact that Google is such a big player in the tech world that other companies are going to follow suit, at least in some way, whether it's as a, you know, we need to look better thing or just genuinely like, look, if Google can do it as big as they are, we can certainly follow suit. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd like to see that. So Google being a leader in this space is good. For sure. Definitely. Oh, before I forget, I did want to, I, I meant to mention at the top of the show that, that this is a... Uh, <laughs> Banana Sock Wizards uh, reunion, by the way, and that's not that's, just, that's oh, not yeah. really by accident. Although the cards just kind of fell into place uh, from America's Next Top Podcaster, of course, we were ever so briefly on a team. <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Yep. Not, hashtag not bitter. <laughs> sorry, sorry for bringing that we up. We won't mention that it was for Comedy Week. Not we bitter. Two people getting we, kicked off we, from the same team. We, we won't mention Comedy Week. Two thirds of this show uh, <laughs> were eliminated <laughs> by Thanos' snap. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so article number two here is from TechCrunch, and it is titled "Teaching Robots Through Positive Reinforcement." This may or may not. Be scary to some people. Uh, so, Good Robot, J- uh, Johns Hopkins paper, there's a paper uh, that's titled Good Robot, explores positive reinforcement with robots. So, there's an author by the name of Andrew Hunt, I guess that's how you pronounce that, who derived, mm-hmm. he derived this process from teaching his dog not to chase squirrels. And which is known, known as positive conditioning, which I'm sure a lot of dog owners out there are familiar with. The dogs are incentivized with a high, a high, both a high and a low value treat. Um, whereas the robots, in this case, they use a scoring system, kind of like a video game. So the score goes up uh, when there's a success. In this case, they had a robot that was stacking building blocks. And then it, it, they made it seem like it just gets reset entirely if they screw up. <laughs> um, or what, as what they called a uh, pro- progress reversal. And so the algorithm and the robot are both named this schedule for positive task or spot framework, which is kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a dog's name, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the gimmick, I guess. The, as it the, should be. Yeah, they're com- they're committing to the bit, right? So yeah, oh. yeah, commit to the bit. Jenny, Jenny Josephson would be proud. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's mentioned that this type of technology could be used in self-driving cars, manufacturing, surgical robots, etc. Hundred percent accuracy. Uh, that with these robots testing, that used to take a month, and now it only takes two days apparently, which is pretty nuts. Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around how this even works, right? Like. <laughs> How it sure sounds like the robot's self-aware or something like, um, yeah, I guess, I guess they also talked about how they're doing, navigating a video game. And then in addition, they don't show, there's a video in this article. They don't show it playing a game, but, uh, uh, well, they say navigating. I don't know if that's 
actually playing a video game, but uh, right. Of course, the ultimate goal is to get it to do more complex and useful tasks. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Travis. Does this uh, does this scare you at all? So, yes, but also no. <laughs> it scares me because we're teaching robots to learn and. Anybody who's ever read a single sci-fi story knows that that never turns out well for the humans. However, <laughs> they are using positive reinforcement. So my hope is that we're going to teach the robots and they'll become Johnny Five and, <laughs> and not Skynet. Right. You know, I think Skynet is born when you roll up the newspaper and baff the robot on the nose every time it does something bad. So That's true. Um, I mean... Look, progress and the, the nerd in me, the, the, the sci-fi loving nerd in me just wants to see robots uh, because we've been promised this for most of my life. But it is always worrisome when you start teaching robots to think because you're right. Like we're incentivizing them that, oh, this is a good thing. You get more points. And uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with it? It's It's scary, but exciting at the same time. It's like a roller coaster. Sure. It's really, yeah. really fun, but at the same time, it could go off the rails at any point, and we're all screwed. <laughs> what about you, Diddy? What What are hey, your thoughts on that? As long as you, you program in the three laws, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so, so being a software developer, um, this is actually how AI works. AI basically is a game. If you think of AI as a game, that's how it works. It gives... Uh, it wants the higher score, so when it learns something the correct way, it gets more points. The more points it gets, it knows that is the thing that it's supposed to do that makes it a better outcome um, right. based around the parameters that you've given it for that particular task. So uh, this really just is sort of a, a an extension of the way that AI is programmed and you know when you hear somebody talk about fuzzy logic mm -hmm. that's basically what it is it's just teaching it you're teaching something how to perform the best by giving it a score right i like how my my camera for whatever reason just started twitching as soon as we were talking about this like <laughs> the machines are listening yeah <laughs> Well, you know, the, the interesting well, yeah, as long as you like, program the three laws into it, it's all good. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but the interesting thing is talking about, you know, it being used for things like self-driving cars and manufacturing. The What's cool about it is the robot isn't just learning, okay, this is, like, it's not a here is yes, here is no, but it's getting points. I assume, I, I need to watch the full video, right. but my guess would be that the way you would program this is to give on a scale. So depending on how it does it, it gets more or less points which means it can learn multiple ways to do something too, which in a situation like a self-driving car, you need to have more than, you know, A, B logic for a given situation. So, you know, there's right. that too. Right. And it's also, you get uh, point, more points for being more efficient at something. So if you, mm -hmm. if you produce something faster, if time is the, is the critical factor on that. Or if you produce something with less resources, if that's a critical factor, you get more points for that. And so you're it's teaching it how to do something in the best way possible for that scenario. Right. Yeah, and for things like manufacturing that can yeah, it's, you know, that that can really help not only productivity but costs. 
Sure. Uh, a lot of, yeah, there's it, a lot of positive to this for sure. There's a, there's a lot of positive. So I, you know, I, I, I know that science fiction sort of, you know, glorifies the, the self-aware robot. And right. I, I don't know how far <laughs> in the future that is, but thought you were going to say, and I, for one, accept our robot overlords. <laughs> I, I accept our robot overlords. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not one to shy away from this topic. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before, but my my personal belief has always been that, like, I understand that AI is possible, and all that this all seems like they could become self-aware or whatever. But I'm I've always kind of been a, of the belief that self-awareness is not really something that robots are could be capable of. And I only say my 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 only thinking is that you, the only way that robots are gonna like kill humans, <laughs> is a if you train them to do so, <laughs> or b some kind of bug. I call it a bug. Maybe that's maybe that's what the self awareness ultimately is like. <laughs> but if there's some kind of bug that causes causes a robot to malfunction to then kill humans, but. I think we'd be silly not to build in a kill switch of some kind, you know, unless the robot can figure that out too. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I've also heard people argue against me on this, so I'm probably all wet here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really hard to say because we have self-awareness and we have uh, the ability to learn, but we're a mutation based on evolution. So there could be a mutation of some kind based on the the technological evolution we're just not we're not near that yet probably i don't know of course i also don't know anything about this so i'm just (laughs) yeah we can only speculate exactly Um, time will tell whether or not skynet uh arrives all righty well this is the part of the show where i get to rant about stupid shit you know what really grinds my gears you know what really grinds my gears the cost of creating a smart home. There, I said it. I gotta say, uh, I'm, you know, as techy as the next guy, well, in theory. But I don't have a lot of smart home types of things in my house, which is kind of surprising. Um, like, I don't have a Nest. I don't have, what are they, what are those switches called? Um, like, I don't have Hue lights. I don't have the... What are they called? Wemo switches or something? Not Wemo. Yeah. There's yeah. Wemo. Sure. And I don't have, like, the locks on my doors that I can just unlock with my phone and that kind of stuff. And you know what? It grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just I'm just here to say that I can't wait till the day when some of those costs start. And I'm sure they have already over time. I just don't think it's still some some of that stuff. I don't think it's something I can really justify still. Um, but this is coming from a guy that I hate that I have keys that I have to haul around. Like I wish I could just do away with them all together. Um, do you guys do either of you happen to um, have any of that that fancy home automation stuff by chance? I haven't carried my house keys around in years. Really, years. <laughs> That's um, the dream right there. <laughs> we, I do not have I do not have the lock that locks with the phone, but mm-hmm. I do have a cipher lock on the that you push the buttons and okay, and sure, lock it. Sure. Um, yeah. But 
far as home automation, I'm all in. I have all of it. I have <laughs> Nest, and I have have few lights and Casa outlets and and power bars that I can turn the office and lights and everything on on and off uh, by voice command. We have. I think we have a Google. Um, uh, uh, what's our thing called? Uh, home. <laughs> Google Home? Google Home. The Is little it a one. Speaker? Whatever. Uh, yeah, we have we have one of those and a uh, a device in every room. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive, um, I gotta say. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm I'm all in when it comes to home tech. We you know, the Nest Thermos we can tell the the I can actually tell the fire TV in the um, living room to change the channels to put on whatever I want, to turn the TV on and off. All of that, um, yeah, I'm all in. I'm I'm all for it. I, I I love it, but I will agree with you. It is really expensive. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm I am all in in theory, <laughs> uh, but not in practice yet. And it, a lot of it is that cost. Now, I just bought my home yeah. earlier this year, so I just moved in here in March. What I'm doing is I'm slowly piece by piece starting to do that kind of stuff. So, like for instance one of the things I want to get is a smart thermostat. Mm-hmm. I, the only reason I haven't done it yet, and um, the thermostat that was in is in my house right now is like the cheapest version of a thermostat you can get. Like it doesn't even have a digital readout. Oh, so yeah. I'm just sort of like, well, the line's somewhere around. Oh, does they have the little slider? Yep, the little slider by, Oh, I love it. Those are great. <laughs> um, and the only reason that I haven't changed it out yet is because shortly after moving in here, I started working from home. And so there wasn't a whole lot of like pressing incentive to have a learning thermostat when I'm here all the time and I never change the temperature right? because I don't leave the house. Um, but it's going to happen as well as, you know, lighting and things like that. I have some Google, um, I have a smart alarm clock and I have some Google home speakers that I do um, use quite a bit and I'm getting there. It, it's just, yeah, it, you have to, you have to look at it piece by piece. You have to eat the elephant that way. Because if you try to just do your whole house all at once, it's going to be way too much. You know, you're talking the difference between what, probably $10 for three light bulbs or $15 for one light bulb kind of thing. Exactly. So. Yeah. We've been in our house for 12 years. So, and it's, it's built up over time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, well, a little thing here we did, you know, we, I think then, then, Actually, I think this is the second Nest we've had because the first one didn't work with the new furnace. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, I mean, we built it up. I think the Nest was the first thing we did, and we bought some Hue lights, um, you know, and and just kept adding on to it. Eventually, you know, I think every bulb in the house now is a Hue bulb. But nice. I, we don't even turn the, we don't turn the switches on or off. We just walk into the room and say... Uh, a person turn on the lights. Um, yeah. So the the advantage with the hue lights is that they you can shift the colors mostly, right? Well, we actually have in most of the lights we just have the white bulbs. Oh. So they just they're just on or off or dimmable. So those are much less expensive. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, here for my podcasting, I have the colored lights so that I can change their color, but. Um, so is, but in the, most of the house, they're just white lights. I honestly never really thought too much about it before just now. But 
does like is there a switch on the inside of the bulb or something or how does it you control them with your phone through like is it just a bulb that it's controlled just, with just a bulb yeah crazy. and they hook up to wi-fi wow very cool yep yeah yeah and it, they don't ever turn off completely so there is a little bit of of you know leech electricity that happens all the time but oh, really? because we've switched to leds our electric bill is is negligible compared to what it was originally right yeah that that amount of electricity that's using to keep that basically alive is so small that it was, doesn't matter and you make up for it with the ability yeah. to like easily turn on and off lights right so you don't accident you don't leave a room and accidentally leave that light on for eight hours because they're a lot of them are on timers aren't they or you set the timer you you can set the timer we do not because we're home all the time now but right. uh, yes you can set up uh like before we would have it turn everything off um at a certain you know at like 10 o'clock and then turn everything on like when we're get, getting close to home because it mm -hmm. knows that the phone is getting close to home, you can set yeah. it up so that it just turns everything, turns the lights on. Yeah, I was going to say literal oh. LEDs. Um, obviously, we have so many devices throughout our homes we've had for years that contain LEDs that are on all the time anyway, so we know they're not yep. <laughs> super. Yeah, we've gone through the whole spectrum. We went to CFLs first and then uh, right. swapped those out with, with the uh, the LEDs. And well. And I'm glad we're past that because I remember hearing at one point that there's some warning on the package of well I don't know if it was CFL or uh, what are the what are the ones that had like the swirl bulb to them yeah is that the one you're yeah they're CFLs I remember hearing at one point that you're supposed to if one breaks you're supposed to clear the room put a fan on and something for 30 minutes because of the like mercury gas or something with those <laughs> yeah so the, those are basically remember the long tubes you had in sure school? sure. Mm -hmm. They're basically those just wrapped up yeah, in that makes a little sense. bulb. That makes yeah, sense. I actually have some of those still in my garage. Some of those fluorescent lights. Got to have the ballast right and everything. Certainly mm -hmm. having that work. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that was something. Uh, when I moved into the house, I went through and I did. I bought all LED lights, but they were just real cheap ones. But I wanted all the light bulbs in my house to, like, I wanted to set a baseline. So I knew I wasn't going to have to guess and go out and buy bulbs every so often as the lights were going out. So I did that. And then what I'm going to do is slowly um, replace them with smart bulbs and replace plugs with smart yeah. plugs and things like that and just build it up over time. I don't, I, you know, um, the big, the big uh, box stores have those Q um, white lights. Mm -hmm. They have them on sale quite often. I think it's like five bucks a bulb maybe. Okay. Which nice. isn't bad. That's, yeah, that's good to know. Um, that might be one of the things, that might be my, my jumping point, my jumping off point or on point. <laughs> to yeah. I, the nest was first when we got, when we first moved in. Um, and then the, the bulbs were, were next. Sure. Cool. Well, that's cool. It sounds like you guys are way more uh, home but, automated than I am. So um, but I, I'm just going to quit I the show now. Yeah. <laughs> It is expensive. Yeah, for sure. 
cool. It, it, the idea, I think, is that it's, you know, it's like programming where you put in a lot of effort at the beginning. You put in a lot of money at the beginning and hopefully make that up on the back end. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. Yeah, We've fair. definitely made it up in electric bills. That's for sure. Good. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I'll get there. I'm sure I will sooner <laughs> or later, but uh, yet to be seen. Well, and I know we were kind of poo-pooing on Apple earlier, but... Everyone that listens knows that I am actually an Apple fanboy, so I'm going to go ahead and start talking a little bit about XP Boost. That's right, the iPhone 12 Pro, I guess, Pro model, whatever. Just, it's... It's a little... You pay a little bit more, it's not... I don't know, Apple likes to put throw Pro on everything, like... Ooh, I'm professional now or something like it's still a phone I don't know <laughs> this isn't this isn't a DSLR or something but um yeah so it's uh here it is it's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff I don't know if you can see that there it's um I got the you can probably see my fingerprints because it shows up really well uh you might immediately notice the uh well obviously the flat edges that's that's sort of they're going back to that style now, even though they had the curved edges for so long. But so it reminds me a lot of the iPhone four. Four, five, five S. Yeah, those oh, are the three the models that they had. It's kind of now that I think about it, it's crazy to think that they have that many. They've had that many more with curved edges now because I think it was just those three models that had the the flat edges, and now and now back to that now. Um, I did get the gold version, which I thought kind of stood out the best. Some people, so like with the 11 Pro, they introduced this, uh, what do they call it? It was a green, it was like winter mint or something. <laughs> something like that. Everforest or, you know. Uh, which was just very, very barely green. Um, so they kind of did the same thing with this, with the 12s now. And they have a blue that's also barely blue so i kind of saw that and i saw they had the the silver and they had the one that's like graphite and i, I don't know this is the one that just kind of like was the coolest looking to me but i've been i've been kind of hoping they go back to this for quite some time because um mostly you you can set it on its side it's kind of a thing like or set it on its you know on its edge in a couple of places. I know you can't really see it here, but um, for, you know, if you need to sit, set it, have it sit upright and you don't have like a kickstand or something for your phone, um, you take pictures that way. Um, I always, I've said now for quite some time that I thought it was super ironic that literally the same year that they decided to finally put a timer on the camera on iOS, they also made a curved edge so you couldn't have it sit <laughs> sit on its side any longer. I was like, what, what the crap, guys? What are you doing? Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, also, the grip is, I find, is much much easier to hold on to with the, with the flat edges. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, because the curve, it's like, if you just, if you hold it the wrong way, it could go whoop, like... <laughs> So my uh, my essential phone is that same style where it's got the flat edges on it. And that was one thing I noticed with it was grip is so much better. On, oh, sure. On mm -hmm. Some other ones. I believe it. So you said essential phone. Uh, like, yeah. Is that what it's called or is that? 
or what is yeah it? it was a it was a company it was andy rubin uh who founded um android oh, okay. and he went off on his own after leaving google and it was called essential and so they made the essential phone and oh, okay. that rings a bell now. they made one of them and then it went under because gotcha. nobody bought it until they put it bought nobody it. bought it until it went on sale and then like, it's been a great phone but sure it's got that same design style with the flat flat edges to it and i really like that for grip mm-hmm. definitely uh so it's also it's got 5g on it now which i probably am not even going to be able to utilize for the most part for quite some time but it's there it's ready to go um because I did test the speed, even though my phone says it's on on 5G. Well, right now it says, right now it just says Verizon and, and Wi-Fi. But um, even though it says 5G, when it has said 5G and it tests the speeds, the speeds look pretty much the same as they always have. So I don't think it's, it's not, it's certainly not ultra band or whatever Verizon likes to tout. But I'll, I'll be ready whenever it decides to come along. I'll be here waiting. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll take some time. The whole five G thing. It's it's like when four G rolled out. However, yeah, many years ago. exactly. It'll be yeah. Give it about I, I probably you know three four years. Five G will be fairly prevalent. It's funny because uh, I remember my second iPhone was the iPhone three G, which is crazy to think yep. we've gone that far now already. But, um, and also that Apple's no longer naming their phones after the networks. <laughs> <laughs> They could call this the iPhone 5G now if they really wanted to. Yeah. So the uh, the display on this thing this is so this is a 6.1 inch, um, which is incidentally what the iPhone the standard iPhone 11 was for whatever reason the last the 11s uh, the base models they had the the regular 11 a little bit bigger actually than the iPhone 11 Pro and in this year. They've made the eleven or the twelve Pro and the standard twelve the same size of six point one inches. The previous iPhone eleven Pro was five point eight, and uh, the Pro Max, which isn't actually out yet, I think I think it's early November, but that is six point seven up from six point five. Um, having said that, the the pixels per inch technically went up a little bit on this phone to four sixty. Up from uh, 458 and uh, <laughs> just like super noticeable. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, the uh, the Pro Max has stayed at at 458 for that. Um, it's two million to one contrast ratio with that. Uh, I almost said like Pro Pro LED display. What do they call it? <laughs> it's an OLED display, oh, but OLED liquid liquid retina or whatever. Yeah, it's super. They keep changing the name. They add it, add a new <laughs> suffix every every you know year. Uh, 800 nits max, max brightness, 1200 in HDR. I don't know how that goes up with HDR exactly, but it almost seems like it would be perceived or something. I don't know how that works exactly, but pretty pretty decent display on this thing. Um, the glass, that's kind of one of the more, more interesting things about this phone. Um, so I guess it has this fingerprint-resistant oleophobic... Coding that part, I don't really care that much about. I mean, it's good that it's fingerprint resistant, but the real sort of marvel here is the ceramic shield front glass, which has this 
literally they've embedded ceramic into the glass, which is allegedly makes it four times better drop performance. And I did watch, uh, I can't remember who actually did the drop test, but there's a YouTube video where someone did the drop test and the front facing glass survived the entire thing on both the 11 and the 11, or 12. <laughs> no, I keep doing that. The 12 and the 12 Pro. The front glass, uh, the the back, because it does have glass on the back, uh, which you can barely tell here, but it is a frost. It's a very nice looking frosted glass. Um, that didn't last. That when he when he ended up dropping it straight down uh, from 10 feet. 10 feet is what it took before that finally shattered. So, and I'm one of these crazy fools out there that never has a case on his phone because <laughs> I like the look of it without it. <laughs> Always been, but I've only had the glass break once on my uh, iPhone 6 Plus was the only time, and that was a foot off of the ground on concrete because, well, frankly, I've never gotten one of the bigger phones since then because, it, like, small pockets if it's summer and it just slips out, and then I that came out wrong. And uh, it just, I'm going to stick with this size from now on. Well, check back tomorrow, folks, for when Shane has broken the glass on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. You just put the hex on yourself. Famous last words. I, I mean, I do yeah. say it a lot, so <laughs> it's bound to happen eventually. Um, so then the uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a like I said, it's not they don't have that ceramic glass on the back, unfortunately. But I'm sure eventually they'll throw it on there as well. Uh, so the rim. This is the. One of the big selling points for me with the Pro is the stainless steel rim um, because it is certainly more durable, and I've put that to the test before <laughs> um, because that hits, and it doesn't. It tends to not really get dented or scratched very easily compared to the aluminum rim on the standard 12s and, and 11s and probably the last few generations, but... I do think overall the, the stainless steel has a, has a nicer finish to it. And um, allegedly, I've heard this now, uh, read it somewhere and, and heard someone talking about it that the, or I guess it was probably another YouTube video, but that for the gold specifically, they developed the new coating process, apparently just for this gold, um, which is kind of cool. I mean, it, it stands out. I do think it stands out better than any of the other colors that they have. But uh, now one of the other big new things that they added, probably one of the more noticeable things is this Megs. They brought the the name MagSafe back now from the older pre-USB-C MacBooks, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, the more I think about it, the more I, I hear about it, the name doesn't really make sense now. Like, I mean... Maybe it was meant to be a double, you know, name there with with safe like like a vault or something. But I don't know. I think it's I think it was actually meant to be. You know, keeps keeps it from being safe. That was the whole thing. When you trip over your cord, it doesn't. Your laptop doesn't go flying off of the thing. In this case, it it's just it's the same as as the watch charger, where mm -hmm. it just magnetically sticks to the back of the phone. Um, which, so you're not, that's totally different. If you trip over that cord, it, 
everything's going to go flying. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, but the old MagSafe for like the MacBooks, it was MagSafe because it was magnetic, but it was safe yeah. to use with the computer. Back in the days of spinning hard drives, when a magnet right. would erase your hard drive, so they were able to make a magnetic but safe usable thing. So uh, okay. it's more or less marketing. They're bringing back that name. Yeah, for people, sure. Old people like us will remember that and, from. And actually, so that is. They, they stopped doing this on the MacBooks, but when they had that magnetic connector charger, mm-hmm. that was the greatest thing ever. It I don't really know why they ever went away from that. I that actually just fantastic. I just gave mine away to someone that has an older MacBook too. Just uh, whatever it was yesterday or the day before, but um, yeah, I miss it. <laughs> and what? And and I'm trying to remember. Was it a power issue? Was it that they couldn't push enough power through that for the newer MacBook Pros, and that's why they went away from it? Or did I, they just want to only have? Uh, well, USB-C? we have a C. Yeah, I'm not sure. We have an older MacBook Pro that still has that connector on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times that connector has been yanked out. And if that was, oh. you know, stuck in the side of the computer with a ruined cord after cord after cord. Yeah. Right. So my understanding is that it, uh, because USB-C or in this case, Thunderbolt three could supply power that they just went ahead and have everything go through that. Cause you can put, in my case, I use docking station so that I only have to I only have to plug one thing in uh, through Thunderbolt. A lot of people look at it in a in the opposite way, like you need an adapter to hook all this stuff up. Well, in my case, I'm like, well, I only actually have to plug one thing in if I have a docking station or or a mini hub. But um, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, Apple likes to keep things simple, I guess. So let's just just have four USB Cs. Except we're still going to have an audio jack on there, uh, yeah. and that was that was the big thing when they got rid of it on the iPhone, the audio jack. Um, Apple literally sent out a survey to its customers asking if you know how much they use that on their MacBooks. And it's like for podcasting, it's pretty big. Although I'm literally doing it through Thunder. Well, not right now. Right now, I'm doing. I guess I am doing it through Thunderbolt. Even on even on my uh, Windows machine here now. Um, Literally is running Thunderbolt, same kind of way. Um, so I guess my next MacBook probably wouldn't need it, actually. <laughs> Could just have the USB-C on there. But I do miss the MagSafe. Anyway, MagSafe on the phone, like I said, it's diff- it's very different. It just slaps on the back of the phone. Or, you know, it, it's, apparently it, help, it holds um, fairly strong on there because you can allegedly swing the cord around and... With the phone on it. However, I've heard it's not very strong with their wallet accessory that Apple's selling now, because they have like a little wallet thing. Yeah, they have a little like snap-on wallet. Yep. And I guess it only holds so many cards, and uh, yeah, like it's likely to come off if you're putting it in your pocket. So I'll probably go probably pass on that one. Um, as much as I like, I keep trying to do. I keep trying to get my uh, wallet and, and phone down to, like, I've been at two things for the longest time, right? Like, but this is even crazier than my last. My last one, I had keys, like, in my wallet. Now they're just sort of attached. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, that's why I want to get rid of the keys, go to home automation entirely. I mean, it would be great to just get it down to, like, 
one thing <laughs> I have to carry around. Be great to not have any of that to deal with, but yeah, yeah. I well, barely so the... carry a wallet. <laughs> I have one of the the. I have a just like a little money clip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yep. Nice. Yeah, and my friends kind of do the same kind of stuff. I always have too many cards and stuff to, for whatever reason. But um, so my friend Tony, who used to be uh, on this show, he. Uh, he always would rave about the MagSafe too. He he still talks that up like he wishes, especially because he's got a big like half uh, uh, Great Dane. You know, like she would trip over that cord all the time. And to be honest, I think it kind of shied him away from getting one of the newer MacBooks. But um, yeah, in this case, uh, it does still work with the I want to say it correctly Qi chargers. For yeah. a long time, I would say key because it's. I think it's literally Q. Is it QI? It's QI, yeah. QI. I just made a revelation. That's like one of those super high cost words you can use in uh, Scrabble. <laughs> if you ever yeah, play you QI, I just, I just put that together. Uh, I don't know if it's like, this could be like a proper name thing, so maybe it's different. I don't know. But um, yeah, so those still, and I, I was a little, at first, when I first caught the announcement of this, they're like, it's still compatible with Qi Charge. I'm like, oh, sweet. Because my brain, of course, immediately goes to, that means the magnetism still would work. Eh, wrong. No, does not magnetically attach to existing Qi Chargers, which I should have known better, which my friends immediately well, pointed out to me. Yeah, that was my that was going to be my question. So the, the magnets are actually in the charger, and then it, it attaches to the, the glass and metal back of the phone. So... so it's basically a magnetic chi charger, right? Am I understanding that correctly, or, or am I getting that way wrong? I think the phone has magnets in it also, so that it lines up on the charger correctly. Right. I, I can tell you that that's the biggest downfall with the chi chargers, is because is my phone has it. Mm-hmm. But if I don't mm-hmm. lay it on the charger just right and make sure that it's charging... Yeah, and I know some of that kind of varies from charger to charger when it comes to the Qi chargers because some of them will have the cheaper ones will have real small coils, so you right. really have yeah. to be careful with it. You you pay a little bit more for the the nicer Qi chargers. They have larger coils or they have more of them, so you have you have a little more give um, when you're doing that. So yeah, so I I do I do believe uh, Diddy is correct on it being. Uh, at least slight magnets in in the phone itself because when they first leaked this phone that was one of the things that they noticed and they I do recall them specifically saying magnets I believe because in theory if the charger had magnets and they just used metal on the back of the phone or something a certain kind of metal I don't know I I feel like it would have to be magnets for it to really stick on there though but but that's it's my not like the phone could it's not like I could use the phone with my magnetic mount I have in my car because the magnets aren't going to be the same there because I have a little metal plate that I have to put um, right. on my phone for it to line up, you know, match up with my, my mount. So Right. So okay. I don't know how, you know, if it's possible to work with those existing magnetic mounts or not. I know that companies are working on it and some like Belkin, Belkin put out one that it, it does magnetically hold your phone, but it doesn't charge it, which is just a stupid why they even bothered with that. I don't know. 
Um, I think there's another company out there that claims that it's iPhone 12 uh, compatible now that also has has a car mount. I, that is my goal is to get something like that. But I've heard, will it or won't it stay on there securely or not? Like, if you go over a bump or something, nobody wants that. But um, I, I think that's still ultimately what I want to do with it. And the other thing, which is kind of interesting, is this new MagSafe charger, which I don't have yet. I don't know if I want to get that. I think I maybe just want to get the, like, whatever car accessory I can. Um, but apparently that charger that Apple sells does work on existing phones for whatever reason, which is crazy to me because, like, Apple's and other places are acting like this is a new thing like having magnets in the back of the phone. I don't I don't really understand why it works with existing phones exactly, but um I guess you can use it. <laughs> well, that was I guess that was why my question was where the magnets are because yeah. if the magnets are in the charger, then I can see how it would work with an existing phone. Sure. Yeah, but. I I this is it's all very confusing to me why <laughs> why any of that works because yeah, like I thought this was a totally new idea, but you know, maybe other phones already have, because they have the, the Qi charging on the back of the phone as it is, maybe that automatically requires, I mean, that must automatically require magnets to be able to even do that, some form of a magnet, right? I would assume it doesn't line up on the Apple charger. I, I would assume it works with other phones, right. but it wouldn't line up correctly. You'd well, have to make sure that you put it on there just like any other wireless. Well, that's it's funny you say that, though, because... When I say it works with other phones, I specifically mean it magnetically holds to other phones for some reason. Because I really at least really? at least according to a, once again these are all great reliable mm. sources I know. But a YouTube video I saw a guy do it. <laughs> um, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, be interesting to know more. So so write in if uh, <laughs> if you have any <laughs> thoughts on that. But, um, I'd be interested to know more about that because yeah, that I'm gonna have works, to look into that. Sure. I would, I would look into uh, that. For sure, for sure. Um, so it's, the, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, especially if you can get a case that isn't too thick, but you want to have that uh, that case with good protection, including things like my case, which has this little flap for the where the USB C port is. Mm-hmm to not break that thing off and lose the integrity of that and be able to just slap a charger on the back of it. Right. Um, would work. This, this particular phone doesn't do chi charging, but sure. Yeah. And I know that the thing is, I know that uh, some of the other, aside from that wallet Apple uh, has now, they also have their own versions of MagSafe cases. So I just assume it basically takes that magnetic magnetism and it, more or less extends it out to the back of the case, right? I mean, that's guessing kind of what the idea is with that. But So the camera on this guy, uh, it does, not the camera, but uh, one of the several, I don't know if you can call this, it's a LiDAR scanner. Maybe it's not technically a camera, but um, that is one of the front-facing things that were added, which I just equate it to being a, a... xbox connect right like shooting out millions of little lasers at your face uh (laughs) which is i guess better for now you can do night mode portraits if you're excited about that sort of thing which 
The portrait mode is, is pretty cool to begin with, I gotta say, but I don't use it that frequently. Um, I guess it's also supposed to help with... Um, this also makes me wonder how this works if... Like, supposedly measurements are supposed to be better, but what I saw someone doing was actually taking a picture and then using their measure app. I don't... I don't know. I thought it seemed more accurate now, but... It doesn't really make sense to me if the LiDAR scanner's on the front of the phone now, now that I think about it. Anyway, <laughs> supposed to be able to do more stuff with that. It's supposed to make, like, emojis more accurate, whatever. I, I don't know who really cares about that, but... <laughs> um, now they've added uh, night mode to... Uh, yeah, so selfies you can do night mode with, and you can do uh, time-lapse with uh, night mode on, which I gotta say, night mode is fan-freaking-tastic. Um, and I'm sure other phones have s similar technology, but, I mean, if you're willing to hold your phone there for, like, three seconds or whatever, you get some phenomenal pictures at night with it. And I, um, yeah, I recently yeah. took some in, in downtown Milwaukee, and um, it, I thought they turned out really well. Um, this The irony is it was the day before I got this phone, but so last year's model already was doing pretty phenomenal night photos. <laughs> So I don't remember which model Pixel it was that first started doing night mode for Google. Um, but whatever it was came out right after I got this phone that I have now. And so that's one thing that I wish I had because, you know, where I'm at, it gets dark. Uh, I'm a little further north, so it gets dark pretty pretty early, especially this time of year. Mm -hmm. And it'd be really nice to have that night mode. That's whatever next phone I get is going to have some baller night mode version. <laughs> Nice. I want that. <laughs> and night mode in a time lapse would be awesome. Yeah. I, really time I think those are fun. Yeah. So, Northern yeah. Lights would be sick. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah. And I'm for, I'm far enough outside of town where I live that I have a really clear night sky. So oh. being able to set up and do a night sky time lapse mm -hmm. in night mode would be amazing. That would be I would really love cool. that. For sure. So, I can't not talk about the one con this phone has, uh, which really surprised me because Apple is usually all about battery life. And so this is according to Mac Rumors specifically, but, but I've noticed it. Um, it's like an hour less battery life for whatever reason, which is bizarre. Hmm. Then the 11 Pro. Uh, six hours and 35 minutes on what I'm running probably full blast or whatever I, <laughs> where they're getting the six hours from exactly but um i hope that's not like typical use um but i've yeah i have noticed it that and and the i was just telling someone today that the difference is with the 11 pro i remember that being like holy cow this thing has phenomenal battery life compared to previous iphones that i'd had and I think a big part of that was because they removed the 3D touch capability, or, yeah, that's what they called it, whatever sensor in there that did that. So they were able to really increase the battery size on it. Now, I don't know if it's more on the 5G side, you know, the 5G antenna, or if it's the addition of those magnets, or what, you know, what is really causing that much more of a battery. I would think the antenna probably, the new antenna is probably the biggest culprit Having said oh, that, um, something else I was just looking at today, there are technically uh, 
three modes you can do. Right now it's in this automatic switching mode between LTE and and uh, 5G. You can have 5G on at all times, or you can just only have LTE on. So that I'm guessing would probably save some battery life if that's something that you're trying to do with it. Sw switching modes will always suck the battery life. I I think that chip in that that processor in that uh, in the 12 Pro is a little beefier. Oh yeah, they're than, always, and that's the one. So thing I don't. I, that one's not quite as efficient as the one before. Yeah, that is the one thing I forgot to mention, which is the was it A14 by that was up that Bionic in the name now like it's, <laughs> it's marketing. Uh, Gotta love their marketing. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that is what it is. A14 just oh. just to confuse people. With the Who has better marketing than Apple, though? I mean, yeah, nobody. Exactly. Yeah, nobody. They're the best. <laughs> With the next generation really neural engine, it's I guess yeah. where they get that bionic from. But uh, you know, other than that, it's it's pretty solid. I like it a lot so far. I like the look of it a lot. It feels good. It's I mean, then again, <laughs> it's funny how how similar it does seem. Now I'm on the upgrade program through Apple, so like. I get to get a new phone anyway every year if I choose to, so I just choose to. Um, but I think the feel of it is really kind of the the best. The look and feel is kind of my favorite part about it so far. <laughs> um, obviously, there's other things I talked about here that I'm excited about, but um, that's sort of like the immediate, you know, uh, feel good me feeling good about it anyway that I get out of it um, so because of that battery life I'm going to dock it half a star and <laughs> we're going to go four and a half out of five stars for this one starts at $9.99 if you want to pay for it outright um, this is the 256 gig model so that's technically going to be a little bit more but because I'm on the upgrade program only, I'm only paying a monthly fee anyway so that is all I have to say about that. Any other questions you guys have about it? I mean, you I don't even know. Are you guys are either of you um currently what kind of phones are you, are, are either of you currently uh using? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a I use a uh, an Android phone, so. Yeah, what is So So here's my Apple story. Uh a couple of years ago, my wife went on a uh business conference. And I was left completely unsupervised at home. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, she was sending me calendar invites to my Pixel, and I just I couldn't open them. I couldn't add them to my calendar. I could, and I just said screw it. And I went and bought an iPhone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so yeah, a couple of years a couple of years ago, I went to the dark side. Uh, that's what <laughs> phone I have now, which is an XS Max. Um. A 10s max. I am waiting oh, for wow. the, the third to order my oh, uh, yeah. I think 12 it is Pro 12 Pro Max. Max. I think it is the third. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Most people. I'm. I'm really. I'm really surprised and 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 happy. I guess that that you corrected it and said 10s after the fact. Like I. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I've learned once in a while. I'll try to. I, I wasn't going to correct you on it, but. <laughs> I have before, which probably makes me like a huge a, yeah, a whole it, Apple uh, fan. But <laughs> it, 
it's sort of it's sort of nice. If there are things I like about the Apple ecosystem, like like they're they're the only. I love their tablets. Their tablets are amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that my tablet and my yeah, phone me too. Like, like, work together. Their tablets you know, are it, really nice. I don't know if you can see this on the stream, but uh, it's uh, and my and my I, watch. You know, I love that it all works together. And if I get a notification one place, I get it somewhere else. And yeah, for sure, that kind of thing. Actually, last um, episode I talked about the the watch as well. It's it's good stuff. I I like that the health stuff all gets put into there you know you were talking about tech and home automation all my um you know like i have a blood pressure monitor and a weight a scale and everything they're all hooked in so that they log to my phone automatically it's nice you know so but you know i i like the apple ecosystem i dislike the marketing of apple i think they they oversell and over and then overprice their products for what they are. Mm-hmm. But You're not wrong. I mean, I mean, I worked at a independent Apple store for a number of years, right. and so I got to I got to see from sort of from the inside. Yeah. And I I like Apple products. I always have said that. But I, for me, like I use an Android phone, but I have an iPad because I've tried Android tablets, and they're all garbage. And, and they all like, suck. IPad, yeah. iPads are, uh, my iPad is gorgeous. Um, you know, if, if you really get into the Apple ecosystem, it's great. And I mm-hmm. don't have any problem with that. I just didn't go in there early on. So for me, like, I still, you know, stick my toes in the water. I've used plenty of Macs um, and all of that. It's, I, I am very much the pragma- pragmatist of like whatever tool for the job that I'm trying to do. And that's great. So if, I, if I did more, uh, like photo work or more video work mm-hmm. than I do now, I probably would be more Apple oriented right. than I am. Right. And I, you know, I have, I have a friend who's, who's pretty similar about, you know, I, I see him, he's mostly anti Apple, but then like, Hey, check out this iPad. And I let him play around with it. He was like blown away. Like, especially cause he likes to draw and stuff. So it was like, he was, you know, I tried telling him before that that like no the responsiveness is really good on these and he didn't like want to believe mm-hmm. me and then and then he actually tried he's like super impressed by it but um yeah I'd say uh, the 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 watch is another example where I think they're kind of excelling at compared to what else is out there I mean I think the Samsung one is maybe okay the watch I, some people like the Fitbits um, but I think but again, Apple's that- kind of killing it with the watch too right now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and again, that kind of goes down to, like, how are you using it? Mm-hmm. Like for me, the Apple Watch isn't something that I really, I've, I've played with them, I've worn them, they're great. Mm-hmm. But my day-to-day usage, it's more than I need it. So for yeah. me, like, I, I miss my Pebble. I don't know if either of you remember the Pebble Watch. I remember yeah, the yeah, Pebble, I, yeah. I, I, I know that someone that was, got that right away. That thing was perfect because, for one, it the, the battery on it was, like, a week. Mm-hmm. And it did exactly what I wanted, which was it told the time and it gave me notifications and that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, but that's me and I know that's me. Meanwhile, I know like the Apple Watch is a fantastic watch and if you use it for the things that it's, it's designed for, it's great. iPhones are the same way. I love the, the look, the fit and finish of an iPhone. I just don't live in that ecosystem. I'm invested enough in Android now. That that's where I'm going to stay. Sure. 
that makes sense. But I want to see the iPhones get better because as the iPhones get better, Android phones get better and vice versa. Absolutely. So, yeah, there are certain ecosystems. Like all my music is at Amazon. Mm-hmm. All of it. Everything mm-hmm. is at Amazon. So, I, I mean, but I can still use Amazon Music on on my iPhone. It doesn't work as well. It's not not quite as seamless an experience, but it still works. Sure. So, I mean, all my email is still Gmail. I mean, all that kind Same. of stuff. So, still works. Not quite as seamless as it could be, but not gonna gonna rip you know years and years of stuff away. Yeah, I got completely in the ecosystem. I gotta say, like I will always be a Gmail user and uh, there's no way I'm going over to Apple's like at me.com or whatever the hell it is. (laughs) They've got like that, they've got at iCloud, all these different ones you can use, but I'm not stick with Gmail. Um, And it seems to work. It it works pretty well. I don't use Apple's default mail client either because they don't believe in labels, I guess, like Gmail does, like, which sounds kind of funny (laughs) saying it that way, like, it's good that they don't label people. No, it's that, yeah, they think you should just have to put things in one folder and that's it. Nothing mm-hmm. could ever fall or fall under two categories, I guess. No. That's been something that's no. bothered me for a while, but it's just me, I guess. <laughs> um, it's better. It's certainly better than it used to be with Apple products, too. There's yeah. more flexibility yeah. than you used to get. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. Which is really why I ever even made the switch to Apple, because I I grew up with you know as, with Windows and everything, and um, here I am running on it again. But that that's a whole another story. Why I'm I'm kind of using both right now, I'm balancing between the two, once again. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Um, still still right. on the Apple bandwagon for now. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, mine was a. Uh compatibility thing with my wife because she she will never use an android device so oh yeah gotcha gotcha that makes a difference yeah my ex she didn't she used an android phone so there was no like pressing need to have apple i was the weird guy at the apple store that had an android phone (laughs) so that was always fun um but yeah i mean you know it's you use what you need for whatever you're doing. I've got a I'm sitting in front of a Windows machine. I've got a Linux laptop upstairs that I use quite a bit with mm-hmm. my iPad and my Android phone. And I had a MacBook up until just recently that I sure. used quite a bit too. So, I'm guessing Apple didn't want you to use your phone in this or uh while you were there or something. Well, it wasn't an official Apple store. We were okay. a, an independent retailer oh, okay. because the area that I live in doesn't have enough population density for Apple to actually open a store here. Sure. So, my boss didn't care. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. I'm, I don't know for sure if even in a, in a typical Apple store, if, I'm going to guess they wouldn't want you to, but. I'm sure they frown on it. Yeah. 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 They probably frown on it. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think that about wraps things up for today. Um, Hey, if you want to write in, you can do that at techiespodcast at gmail.com. We're on some social media occasionally, though. I uh, don't know how useful it really is, to be honest. I might get rid of these accounts <laughs> at, uh, at Techies Podcast at most uh, social media. Um, the website, however, just to make things more confusing, is niceguynetwork.com slash techies. Uh, hey, leave leave a rating. I keep wanting to say us, but like ever since 
my co-host left, and now I have to, like, fight to get guests on. Um, it's kind of like me and, well, you guys today, but um, <laughs> uh, leave the show an iTunes rating, if you wouldn't mind, or wherever. I don't even know anymore. It's like Apple Music is sort of, now it's just like the music app. iTunes is kind of going away, more or less, as a name, so just just leave a rating wherever you can find it. <laughs> I don't know anymore even, to be honest. Wherever you listen to the show, leave the rating. Yeah, that'd be great if you could do that. That would be awesome. Hey, you guys. Uh, Hey, Diddy, where can people find you out there? Uh, I am Diddy Does Game, D-I-D-D-I, Does Games, and that is everywhere. Twitch, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook, all of them. YouTube, I am Diddy Does Games. Right on. And how about you, Travis? Uh, kind of the same thing. Uh, TV's Travis, TVS Travis, pretty much any social network. Um, I do a couple of shows a week. One talking about uh, the series Highlander. I'm going through episode by episode. And uh, and then I'm also, I also do a show called Wait You Haven't Seen, where I talk about movies and I make people watch something for the first time ever, like Don watching The Princess Bride because he had never seen it. You know, things like that. And, um, I live stream those Sunday and Monday nights on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash TV's Travis. And I also do some game streaming uh, now and again. Right so. on. Yeah, always a good time on, on that show. Um, appreciate you guys being on today. This is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm also glad to bring in some non-Apple perspectives when I can. <laughs> uh, you can find me, though, at Shave Mad Ox, that crazy, weird, fun name. Uh, maybe not so fun, but crazy mostly so thank you guys thanks everyone else out there for listening and watching today greatly appreciated kind of recording tuesdays now we'll see how that goes maybe get a sunday in here and there but um anyway until next time tech or easy Try again.